I mean, I'm yeah, I'm all for watching some Chuck Norris, but I want to back up for a minute here and say, you yeah. have never seen a Chuck Norris film? Not a one. How is that possible? I don't know. I always avoided the guy. Like, to me, he was kind of like the Ted Nugent of action movies. And oh, it's just, it's not you've me, never man. seen, like, Missing in Action? No. Uh, even even Sidekicks, man? Is that, That's the one he did, I think, with... Oh! Uh, with, uh, yeah, okay, the karate... The, the, the kid from the, Deep Space or Deep Sea yeah. 12 or something. I don't oh, know yeah, what it was. The, Deep 12 with Roy Scheider. Yeah, Roy Scheider, uh, Deep that Space, TV not, show. not Deep Space Nine, but Deep Ocean Lab, yeah, Deep yeah. Sea Lab. Sea Lab, nine, yeah, something like that. Sea yes. Lab. No, what's the Sea Lab? I don't. Is the Sea Lab cartoon? I don't even. Deep Space Shark Lab. That was, yeah, he, the movie Chuck Norris did with him. I saw that one. He was in uh, Dodgeball. I saw Dodgeball. He was Chuck Norris. That, was in Dodgeball. That's a cameo. That is not a Chuck Norris film. Mm. And you know okay. what? Sidekicks is not a Chuck Norris film either. That is a. Okay, then I have. Uh, back to my original statement, I have never seen a Chuck Norris Okay, because I, I, boy, I feel like we've got to just, you know, get you at least some Chuck. Hi, everybody. This is Bridget Nielsen. You're listening to Children of the Addams. <laughs> On this week's show, among other things, we make a return to the movies of the canon group. And this is one for the ages. Not only is it chock full of usual low-budget dialogue and bad effects we're accustomed to for the canon group, as a bonus, it also boasts the bountiful biceps of the Barbarian Brothers and a cameo by Michael Barian. So, uh, where should we start? <laughs> yeah. Because um... we have – several things have happened uh, since, you know, we recorded the last show. A few few trailers. We've watched some things. Uh, yeah. Something's good. Something's bad. So do we do we just get right, in, right into the bad or do we want to start – Sometimes you just got to rip elsewhere. the Band-Aid off, you know, and just go. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'll take the hit for suggesting this one. The movie we watched this time around was uh, from harkening back to long ago, 1987, <laughs> the day of yesteryear, uh, a film called The Barbarians. Uh, unbeknownst to me at the time, when I had when I, I saw the, the poster pop up on the streaming service, oh I was like, oh, shit. I was like, that looks like a terrible movie. We should watch that. <laughs> So I texted you right away, and you go, oh, I've heard of that. It's supposed to be bad. Yes. And right then and there, I should have said, no, we're going to watch something else. But I was like, okay, cool. I'm in. And uh, as it turns out, this is a Canon Group movie, uh, this one here. And is it – where does this fall? Like, it was 87 the year of uh, of Over the Top? Yes. For uh, the Canon Group? Yeah. It was. So this was, okay. this was made all around the same time, I believe. Because, man, trying to find information on this movie is, is kind of hard. It's sparse, um, yeah, right? It's, it's uh, yeah. Like I said, I I think that somebody just wants to forget about this and pretend it doesn't exist. <laughs> Great, just move on from it because it's pretty ridiculous. But yeah, so yeah. this was 1987. So we're coming off of, you know, the early 80s. You know, Schwarzenegger and Stallone are yep. absolutely just monsters in the cinema business, especially mm-hmm. the action film genre. And we're getting towards the end of the 80s where. Yeah, action films are still going to be made, but they're just... It feels like that's about the time when things started dying out a little bit. We just started losing that whole, like, 80s sheen of crazy action, and this feels like it's it's a part of that that dying 80s vision. I don't know. I think it was the dying age of just the... 
of the muscle-bound hero not doing some form of martial arts. Because <laughs> right yes. after this, like, you know, that's when the Van Damme era started, and then, you know, and that led to where it led. But I think this is really the one, like, these are still the movies where, like you said, you know, Schwarzenegger, Stallone, like, you know, they're, you know, they're beefy heroes, but, you know, they're not, they're not doing what Van Damme was doing in the movie. Yeah, this is the very much the last of, at least I can think of, of the swords and sandals kind of world oh. um, until you really get to later movies in maybe the late 90s. Personally, they should have stopped maybe with the Outlaw of Gore, I'm thinking, oh. but, you know. I mean, really, they, no, they should have stopped with Conan the Destroyer, you know. I mean, and that oh, wasn't, okay. that wasn't yeah. canon, but, like, that should have been the last movie that anybody ever made because – First and foremost, I'll tell you, this movie, The Barbarians, is a complete ripoff of Bar- Conan the Barbarian, Conan the Destroyer, and even to a slight extent, and I'll even point out some specific things, Red Sonja. <laughs> so. Yes! Red Sonja is exactly like what I was thinking the whole time. Oh, man. I, I, I don't know if you know this, but I'll, maybe we'll get to it when we get into this movie here. There, mm-hmm. there's, some very, there's some things in here that should actually distinctly remind you of Red Sonja. <laughs> Like rip off like straight from the film itself. Yeah, yeah. Like costumes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what? Oh, okay. You didn't know. Okay, I'm just gonna go and get into it now. Yeah, some of the yeah. costumes that that Kadar's army. He's he's the bad guy, right? We'll, we'll get it. Yeah, we'll get into the played, plot uh, here. But uh, yeah, his army. What was uh by Richard Lynch? Oh, who? It, yeah. Great bad guy. Uh, great 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 horror bad guy. movie legend. Like you yes. know, if, if you've seen any horror movies from the '80s or whatever, like you know, you've definitely seen his face pop up, even from like the '70s to an extent too. He did a lot of Kenny Group movies, like Invasion USA, which is uh, probably his best one of all of them. He <laughs> plays like a completely evil guy there, just mental. It's it's great. Yeah, he does. <laughs> but go ahead. But yeah, yes, <laughs> so yeah, his army. They are all wearing like the same costumes that the uh, army of the villains in Red Sonja wear. The exact same ones. Like they just really? they just found them in storage, I guess, and just pulled them out for that. It's get it's, the fuck out. I'm I'm pretty certain. There's, Wait, was Red Sonja a Canon Group movie too? I don't believe so. No, yeah, Schwarzenegger. That there was there was no way they could afford that. Even oh, in, but it was probably filmed in the same. Yeah, yeah okay, it, but but it was an MGM movie. Yeah, so that explains how they got all the yeah the runover shit. So Red Sonja, wow. like, just do a quick back on that. That was actually supposed to be uh, in the Conan world. But because yeah. like, it was a whole rights thing, they couldn't get the rights to it, so they had to, you know, change up the the character of Schwarzenegger and all that stuff. That's why Arnold was, yeah, uh, Lord Calador. Cal- that was okay. I didn't even remember. <laughs> I could, like to this day, I could not tell you what character he plays. It's ridiculous. Oh uh, yeah, just I wanted to call him Conan the whole time. I was like, wait, why the fuck isn't he Conan? Like a- as a kid, when I saw this, I couldn't understand what was happening. Yeah, I had no idea why he wasn't Conan. It's like just call him Conan. I was getting so upset. <laughs> you feel like somebody on on the set was gonna probably gonna call him that. You know, like Bridget right. Nielsen was gonna actually like blurt it out yeah somebody had to call him that at once yeah. Jesus, I mean, he... but now he's lord calendar <laughs> uh, terrible terrible movie so but, dumb but yeah, i will but, say it's better than it, this movie so oh hands down yeah it, you know i have a special place in my heart for red sonia like as too, you know yes. i'm sure do we all here at the show love you brigitte nielsen yes but uh you know yeah it's I would happily watch Red Sonja on a loop for a day. Oh, yes. Instead of watching The Barbarians a second time. And what surprised me most about this movie is that in in trying to do some research for it, like you and I both found, like, there's there's very little background info about this. You can find, like, there's obviously a Wikipedia where it talks a bit about uh, production. But as far as, like, an actual background of a movie, like a lot of these Canada Group films, they are notoriously bad. So a lot of them in itself, their production 
story is just as entertaining, if not more so, than the actual film. I'll point to Masters of the Universe as one shiny example <laughs> yes. of that. So we found little to no information about this movie whatsoever, which, again, should have given us pause. But I did note that one thing that apparently, according to what I saw online, is that this movie has attained a bit of a cult status. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Not really, like... I could understand the merits of why people adore it, and I understand like a lot of movies I really love. People probably think are complete dog shit. So I mean, who am I to really <laughs> yes. judge? But I don't. I don't know if all the bad elements in this movie mixed well enough for for it to be one that I would go back and enjoy and watch over again. I think the the bad elements were. You can have a a, a handful of bad tropes, whether it be you know bad costumes, poor fight choreography, bad dialogue, bad effects. Low budget, uh, ham-fisted plot. I mean, you know, whatever. you can have a few of those things, but to have everyone present and accounted for it in the same movie is just a notoriously bad recipe for dog shit. It's, right? it's bad. It's bad. Yeah, I don't like. Yeah, I I feel like yeah, there's there's a certain love out there for this movie only because of it, sure. it's just the, the the sheer level of terribleness of this movie. Like this is the kind of movie you walk into a cool rock bar or something, and they got it playing on on the background <laughs> or something or. God yeah. help you if you can find a uh, a drive-in and maybe they'd show this mm. as just a odd piece. Um, like this, I don't even know if I would like want to watch this at a midnight showing, you know, just the crazy shit. Because I, I would probably have it to... It depends if, if you could find one that did like a Rocky Horror level of interaction where you're throwing like weird shit. Like at the end of the movie, everyone puts a, like a, a stupid gem in their belly, like, you know, something like that. <laughs> yeah. Or, Some or, or makes the most ridiculous laugh they can come up with. Oh my God, dude. Fucking... Okay, let's just get into the... Yeah. Okay. I don't know... I, was, I would ask you to, to, to give a plot, but there's really not a plot I was to this movie. That, thank you. Yeah. It's like, how the fuck am I going to give a plot synopsis here? Because there was no discernible plot for the movie, no. probably until about maybe the last eight minutes. And even then, like, they blasted through so many plot points in the blink of a fucking eye, man. You it are was just ridiculous. being generous by calling them plot points. <laughs> this is, to me, this movie is the epitome of somebody just going out there. They had a bunch, they had a, like a you know, pocket full of money and just said, okay, go ahead and shoot a movie. And all they did is, right. is shoot a bunch of scenes and then cobble them together and say, well, we got to get them to the end. So let's put these things in order to make it sound like they got to the end. There's no yeah. motivation, no real plot to this movie that, that nothing, nothing in this movie happens to move the plot along. It's just like right. things happen, next scene. Things happen, next scene. <laughs> Right. I'll I, I'll try to do my best to summarize it. Essentially, where it starts is we're in a, a, a fantasy world of somewhere. There's a group of traveling entertainers. Uh, they're attacked by the the, the evil tyrant uh, Kadar, uh, Richard Lynch, and he takes their queen hostage. And she kind of has a, a sorceress from He-Man vibe. Very much so. Is that what I'm picking yep. up on from there? Yep. Right. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, and as she's being kidnapped. There's a, a set of twin boys that attack the leader, and they, they take a few of his fingers as tribute, I guess, or something. So he then kidnaps the kids, and then for several years, he has them in different uh, work camps. And they're doing – if you've seen Conan, you yes. know what he – like, the, you know, they're, they're doing all these manual labor. They're lifting boulders and shit, and they're becoming these huge beef castles like the entire time. Well, as they are in, in these camps working on their muscles and stuff, you know, getting tan – Lots of baby oil, you know how it goes. They're also being kind of a like whipped and assaulted by their uh, their captors. Each one has a very distinctive looking helmet. So 
you fast forward a few years and you know to the beef castle area and where, where we get at in the plot is that kadar still has this lady kidnapped and i don't really know if they explain why other than the fact that he loves her he's enchanted is that by her. yeah he's enchanted by her right but i don't know if she's is he magic too? Is that how he was able to capture her? Because she's supposed to be a sorceress, right? But she literally like is just handcuffed to a, like a chair. Yeah, she's just locked up. He's not magic at all, as far as I can tell. Like, like Leia style. Yeah, she's just harnessed to like his throne, basically, right? Yeah, for like for like twelve years. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Right. That's the thing too. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It, yeah. So then uh, he finally like uh, he decides like enough is enough. So he wants their magic gem. Like I don't know. If they fully explain, like the group of traveling entertainers, they have a, a mystical gem. Yeah, we'll talk about that it. Their leader, that their leader wears in their belly button, just like a troll doll would. Uh, and I don't know. Do they explain what the stone is for? Does it harness like? Does it harness love like Care Bear style? Does it? Does it? Does it explode out in, in like a, a cacophony of song and and spirit for the people of the world to rejoice? And does it fight back like the evil? Like what is it? What's the point of this fucking? Jam? So at the intro of this movie, they get they have this uh, voiceover that's kind of telling you a little bit about the history of this thing. So this gem apparently was in possession of some king, but it but this gem harnesses all of like happiness and laughter and all that stuff in the world, and. <laughs> For some reason, yeah, the king decides that he's going to sell it to for all the gold that these uh, traveling circus people have, because they're the ones who can go out oh, and, and you know bring laughter to the world with their traveling circus show. So yeah. Oh, so they fill they fill the stone. Yeah. So that that's it, and that's the whole reason why they have to protect it now. Because like, oh yeah, if it if they take but it, for what. Like yeah, if it falls into the hands of evil, what yeah, happens? All, like nobody all can laugh anymore. All laughter and happiness dies, or something. I don't know. It's but but wouldn't them sucking laughter into the stone take laughter from the world? I, your guess is as good as mine on this one. I don't. I, mean, I don't think the director knew. I don't think the screenwriter thought about this. Who was the fucking continuity expert on this goddamn movie? Man? This is I a canon film, dude. Right Do you think there was one on set? No. Okay. It, 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 quick side note about this. Uh, it, its box office was beyond paltry. It came out like a month after just the the bomb that was over the top. I can't find the budget for this movie anywhere. Can you? No, but I'm I'm taking a guess, and I would say it's probably five to ten million. That's just Ooh, that's boy. just a guess if it was out there. Because um, there, I have to give there's there's some cool makeup effects in here. I mean, for <laughs> what did for you, some of the, what was that adjective you just used? <laughs> I, did I say good? Well, I was like, there's there's some passable stuff in here. That that's a oh man. I mean, it's not great, I, but yeah. And it's I find uh, the best movies, in my opinion, are ones that don't have their leads say a single word until 35 minutes into the movie. No, yeah, well you don't want you don't want to have a movie where you're almost an hour in and the quote unquote plot kicks in either. Oh, Christ. Yeah. I mean, so uh, as to get back to the plot as Kadar wants the stone, he threatens the the sorceress whose name is Canary somehow uh that you know i'm gonna have your your adopted sons you know they're gonna fight each other and you're gonna have to witness them tear each other apart kind of thing so they put each brother in the opposing torturer's mask so that they they think they're fighting the guy who's been you know kicking their ass for the last 20 years and in 
you would expect, given the size of both of the two individuals, like the Peter and David Paul, the Barbarian Brothers, like you know, if if you've seen a few uh, cheesier movies, uh, like you know, as we said, that might have been made by WB Studios back in the early '80s, you probably have, would have seen these two fellas, uh, DC Cab, you know, yep. things of the, like of that nature. Um, they're super big guys, so you would think that maybe they could move a bit, like Conan style, like there'd be some cool sword fights and things. I think. From the looks of it, it looks like that they had these guys do their own stunts as well for this. And Oof. neither one of them is there. Okay. They definitely know how to use their muscles as far as building them and making them bigger and looking, you know, and, and looking just like, you know, statues basically. But as far as functionality goes, they both move fairly awkwardly. Yeah, they move, they move like anybody you would expect that has... You know, that weighs 270 pounds and it's all muscle. I mean, yeah, a person like that doesn't ex- isn't exactly agile. Yeah, man. Oh. Yeah, they're, they're moving so bulky. So the sword fight they have, it's not, man, is it a letdown. And throughout the sword fight, they, they, they dismantle each other's helmet. And they haven't seen each other in 20 years, but they just recognize right away, like, oh, hey, you're my brother. You're my brother, too. Let's get out of here. And then that's just it. And they just leave. I was at a question about that too, because he's like, "Hey Gore, what are you doing? Or what do you, dude? What are you doing with my face?" I was like, "Is there a lot of mirrors around there that he's looked in the mirror and, and looked at what he looks like?" Yeah, I don't know, man. I had so many questions about this. Like, it's just, I didn't know where to begin. I gave up uh, trying to ask questions about this movie fairly quickly in because I was like, "Okay, it's pretty wild, I yeah. have to completely unplug my brain." Yeah. So after, uh, there the names and. The the characters in these movies are just they're horrendous. The two heroes are Kuchek and Gore. <laughs> like these are not like Conan. Like that's a that's a goddamn name, man. Like that's a like you hear like Conan's coming to rescue you. It's like shit. I'm gonna be okay. You hear Kuchek and Gore. It's like oh man, I might be fucked. Yeah, these are like C list you know comic book characters. You know. Oh for sure. So. uh they both flee Kadars, even though they, they see their adopted stepmom there. You know, they, they're like, we'll come back for you kind of thing, and, and they flee. Well, as they're fleeing, they try to find their old traveling caravan of uh, of the – they're called the Ragnicks. I don't know what the name's supposed to mean. I yeah, gave up. I um, so as they're, well, they're wandering through the forest, they just find these people, like, straight away. Yeah, makes no sense, Wait, but – which begs several questions, because if if Kadar, if they were that easily to be found, Kadar could have found them and taken, like, the stone from, like, these people, right? Because the Canary didn't have the stone. She left it with the traveling band of of flautists. No, she, what she did right? is she, dro- she gave she it to one it? person who jumped off uh-huh. during the initial fight at the start, and he was right. to go take it to the... Uh, oh, that's the right. The Lime Land or something like that, or the, it's the Forbidden Lands where they could The Forbidden be. Zone, yeah. yeah. We'll get there. Oh. <laughs> oh my god! Like, in okay. So as the brothers are, there was a quick thing I, I skipped over here. Like, it, part of their initial escape when they took Kadar's fingers during their initial, uh, you know, tussle with them when they were children. There was a, a third playmate they had with them, like a little girl that was also uh, separated from the group. So her fate was never really explained. So as these guys are fast forward back to where we are in the movie, as these guys are wandering through the woods trying to find their their lost, you know, tribe. Basically, they happen upon a, a lady in a 
in a wooden cage. It looks like it was built a la Wookiee style or maybe like, you know, the Ewoks did it on Endor. <laughs> like, <laughs> yes. you, you've seen the cage. Uh, and within two seconds of her talking to the, the brothers, you know right away, like, oh, that's the kid that they were separated from. Well, uh, being an audience member, it is in- exceedingly insulting that they don't reveal that she's their long-lost playmate for another 68 minutes. Like, it is <laughs> it's so staggeringly, like, it's... And it brings up so many other questions, too, because if she is the long-lost person, like, that was raised by this group of, of travelers, why did they capture her and throw her in a cage? Why didn't she just say who she was straight from jump? Why did yep. she wait until the last part of the movie? Like, it's just... Well... Nobody considered anything... In this movie, they just made shit up as they went. I, I'm absolutely positive. That's I would agree with you on that. <laughs> the evidence is there. Yeah. So uh, as the brothers are reuniting with their with their long lost family, they had, there's an interaction scene where they're it's supposed to be very comedic. Where the <laughs> we're supposed to see just how goofy, I guess, and how much like honey drunk bears <laughs> these guys are, basically, just by how aloof and and jovial they are is that the the laughing scene is that the point of that i i don't know it's it makes no sense to me like sometimes i feel like it's just them like do like riffing their own stuff you know just off cue and they're like well that was kind of funny but the people on the set laugh let's just leave that in yeah it was dumb, dumb. I, yeah it, there was there's some weird scene where they the Ragnicks have the brothers tied up on horses and the, the the brothers break out by breaking the ropes with the strength of the neck. It, it's just really weird scene. And these people decide to then uh, look at the brothers more closely and they have this mark behind their ears. And it's like, oh my God, this is the two kids we've been looking for. So what they do is they then, they send these two goons on a journey with uh, the girl from the cage. Yeah, they just let her go. go rescue. So- yeah, they just let her out because they're like, you could, we think you could trust her. So they're like, okay, we'll believe you. <laughs> so they let her out. And then it's at this, this point then that Kuchek and Gore have to go – Kuchek, Gore, and, uh, and uh, Kara, sorry. They all have to travel to the Forbidden Land because they're going to try to get the magic ruby from a dragon, right? Yeah, I, there, there's a side. Am I, there's a side am I right mission. or like there's a there side was... mission they have to do first that, <laughs> okay. that is completely pointless. But okay, yes. Oh, the side mission. Okay, so before they can go to the Forbidden Land to fight the dragon for a ruby, <laughs> they, they have to go to a to a pub or an inn to retrieve magical weapons. Is that am I remembering this right? Or the weapons after? No, no the weapons are before the dragon. Okay, so here, here I'll, I'll kind of pick it up for you here. So Dude, my brain melted fucking halfway into yeah. this movie. I had no idea what I was. Looking so yeah, at. I, I feel sorry for anybody who's listening out there. Okay, our listeners out there, like this is this is really hard to do because like I'm telling you, it's hard to like put into words how terrible this movie is and what's going on. But I'll I'll try my best here on this. So yeah, as they're leaving the traveling caravan, right? I, mm-hmm. I think the uh, Ismin. I think her character's name is. She's the one who's locked up. She's the one who says, "Hey, I know where we can find weapons." So yeah, Kara, Kara was her name. Like she, that's who she reveals herself yes. to be at the end. Yeah, so yeah. she they, she takes him to this place, which it looks like a medieval kind of strip bar. Um, oh, there's like, that, thank there's you. There's a dancing yep. lady there, and they yep. meet up with this uh, gentleman who's like an arms dealer or something. And because it's a canon film and it's 1987, they had to put an arm wrestling scene in there to show it. Long story short, in this thing, they don't get no weapons. They just had to get into a big bar brawl, and then it goes to the next scene. Like this, this was like ten minutes 
of film, maybe in 15 minutes, I don't know, because this fight seemed to go on a long time, where it serves the plot in, in no way. All it shows... My God, you know what, man? I, I don't remember the scene whatsoever. I, I And I understand because... <laughs> I don't remember it, is, it whatsoever. It is completely pointless. Like, I guess the, if there's anything you can show, it's like, okay, uh-huh. they're badasses and nobody can beat them. For some reason, yeah. these guys just have all the fighting skill in the world. Right. Even yep, even though they've just been lifting rocks for the past twenty years. Yeah, yeah, but you know, you know, if if you know, life teaches you anything, all you got to do is work under hard labor conditions in a gulag, and you'll automatically be the size of Arnold, <laughs> right? Right, and know how to handle a sword. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, from there, then that's when they have to go on their mission to like, okay, we 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 got to go find the ruby, but but to do that, we learn that the. Uh, no, because I think this is the point where they go back to Kadar's palace to rescue Canary. When they get in there, Canary tells them, no, you've got to go get the ruby. Leave me here. Oh, that's but, right. But, yeah, they, they did a back and forth thing. Oh, Jesus. Yes. Oh, my God. And then they're like, yeah, okay. So they left her stranded there twice, basically. Yeah, so she goes. Yeah. They send back. And that's when they're like, okay, we got to go find the special weapon. So they go, that's when they go to the waterfall to go into the forbidden land. They find the special weapons, get to the dragon, get the ruby. It's ridiculous. (laughs) Yeah. They get to the dragon, uh, they get the ruby. And then, uh, let's see, after they get to the dragon, like then they do the, like, oh, uh, Canary sends, like she uses, like she gets Kadar to kill her. And then that's like, she then uses the last of her magic to send Kadar to where the brothers are at the dragon, right? Yeah, yeah. Is that is that okay? It's, it, that, I, that's that's how it my best my guess head. is what I can come up with. I mean, like I was like you at this point. Like I was just trying to keep up and seeing what is going on here because all I know is like there's fighting going on. Um, like yeah. I had no idea why the sorceress that works for Kadar was going off on her own to find the ruby. Oh, she, well, she's going to business first. Yeah, her, her and the Dirt Master. Yeah, uh, yeah, the Dirt Master. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Berryman. That was Michael Berryman. Yeah, we haven't talked any movies. We haven't had any movies where we got to discuss him, but he's he's a cult classic oh, kind of guy. He really is. He'll have eyes. Yeah, yep. Yeah, that's what that's forever. that's what he's known for. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, yeah. That, so the canary she calls on the power of the stone, and then as Kadar kills her, it zaps him to the to the swamp where the twins and the dragon are, or where the twins have just bested the dragon. And then they, they come across him. They're like, it's your turn to die fucker. Uh, and then as they're fighting him, he just whips out a crossbow. And <laughs> this is the most, this is the most ridiculous shit in the world right now. So dumb. Like, I so you can't dumb. even go with it. It's even hard. Even for no, this movie. but you mean, you know, never show someone losing fingers. In the first act, if you're not going right. to come back to bite them in the ass. Right. In the third. Check off so, fingers. Check out fingers, yeah. So what happens is, is that as he's aiming down at the brothers with the crossbow, he goes to fire it with the hand of which he lost a few of his fingers. He can't pull the trigger. So then the guys just hurl their swords into his chest and hurrah. It's, it's I mean it's been win. it's been twelve years where he's been living life with missing fingers. <laughs> but yet and he at, forgets at the moment yeah. of, of tribe, yeah, he's just forgot. Yeah, those fingers came yep. back to bite him. No pun intended. Yep, makes total sense, bro. Don't question it. Just roll. So then after they after they best him, we end up back in the in the wooded caravan to where uh the Radniks had to choose a new queen. Like this is and how they choose their new queen is that uh they they stick the ruby into each uh maiden virgin. in the in the caravans. Oh, each virgin okay, each virgin in the in their tribe basically they 
they stick the gem into their belly button, and the scene is just like you're picturing it. Someone literally holds a, a big old gem to a lady's belly button and pulls her fingers away, and it falls right off, and everybody goes, aww. So they do that a handful of times, and they make you watch each time they do it. So then uh, they're like, well, we don't have a queen now. What are we going to do? So then Ismene reveals herself to be Kara, the long-lost kid that was uh, you know, lost 20 years ago when Kuchek and Gore were taken. And lo and behold, they put the jelly or the gem in her belly, and they got a queen again. And so then the Ragnicks are free to go out again and spread uh, love and, and laughter and, and huge biceps. And, that's, and that, that is also the scene land. where she decides, she's like, oh yeah, by the way, guys, I'm Kara, the lost person. Like she knew all the time, you know, it wasn't wasn't anything she had to discover. She's just like, oh yeah, I knew this all yeah. along. I'm just going to tell you guys they now. They didn't read it on a scroll, no traveling wizard, just fucking, yeah. you know, heat that truth on them, nothing. She knew the whole time and just didn't yeah, tell Yeah, got, got the tattoo on her neck as well, so. Oh my God, she did have the tattoo on her neck. <sighs> Shit, that's right. It's, I mean, this movie, man, I just... I, 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 I do say, like, this is probably the worst movie we ever watched. And, and we haven't even got into the real review of this thing. I mean, this because I I'm going to I'm going to struggle as we talk about this to have anything good to say about this movie. Really? I mean, it's just it's I'll bad. say like, I don't know if it's good or not, but it's an attribute is that it felt way longer than what it was. 87 minutes of clocked in 87 minutes. But man, it felt like it was a four hour movie at times, didn't it? I would have been happy if I could have just went with your plot summary and just said, you know, that's it. Because I'd get the same thing out of it. There's nothing in this movie that, I mean, if you're, if you love movies, like I get it. Like we like a lot of crap, a lot of schlock, right? It's just, you know, there's out there, but this one, we do. It, it feels yeah. like this one is over the top. Once again, no pun intended here. This is, I mean, this is just like, when you think of a Canon film, this is what you should, what you should picture. Oh, for sure. Uh, Cause this has every hallmark. I mean, it's just cheap sets. Yep. Yep. No story, terrible nope. acting. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I I don't know what else. I may maybe the locations they were shooting at in Italy, it looked kind of nice, right? <laughs> but, it, I mean, it, it looked just like a Conan movie, just like you know, yeah, one you would film on like you know on an iPhone two. But I mean, that's like you know, here's the problem. Somewhere. I mean, it's like I get it. Like you know, there's that old you know adage. Like I mean, every artist by nature will steal from other artists, right? I mean, if you're not stealing it to try to create something and make something a little better, you know, you're not really doing your job. It's very hard to be very original. But this, mm. okay, this is, you know, five years after Conan the Barbarian came out. So yes. maybe three years after Conan the Destroyer came out. One or two years after Red Sonia. Yep, and it's, it's like, if you're going to copy, I mean, try to copy but nothing it's like they're not trying to do anything they just tried to just go completely funny with this whole movie and just make it all jokey which except there were there, there were no jokes in the movie no it's not jokes it's just them acting stupid and ridiculous <laughs> yeah that it's was just it. it's i think it's almost them leaning in our two stars leaning into what they really or what i would call their strengths because they're not actors um, I, I could imagine like if you went to a, you know, muscle beach on Venice in Venice, California, right. And you ran yeah. into these guys that they probably act exactly how they are on screen here. Just that, joking around, calling each other names. That is, that is the one saving grace of the movie is that because these guys, you know, they are brothers. Like they do have, they have a really good uh, chemistry together. Like they are able to like, you know, they, they feed into one another for better or worse. <laughs> 
like you know, for the the strength of the jokes, they do play off of each other, uh, uh, off of one another quite well. I mean, it's you know, it's it's something to enjoy from the movie, but man, it's it's not enough to save it whatsoever. No, I mean, certainly not the special effects because we talk about the oh, dragon, boy. like. Oh, thank you. I mean, the dragon on this thing. So whenever you hear dragon, right, you're, you get kind of excited, <laughs> you know, especially in the world where we've we've seen The Hobbit or, right. you know, anything. Game of Thrones. Yeah, Game of Thrones, yeah, any yeah, of that yeah. stuff. So you kind of get excited and you, you forget. It's like, oh, yeah, okay, the 80s. I'm sure it's not going to be bad. Wrong. Because <laughs> this dragon, now I don't know about you, but I when I saw this dragon and it just comes out of this, like, long sleeve i'm thinking why was there a, a, a giant phallic penis right here yeah because <laughs> that's why that's all i could think why why does this dragon look like a dick with the face of a dog yes yes it, it okay for anyone who wants to see this thing, literally just google the barbarians 1987 dragon and there will just there will be a deluge of images of this fucking thing and none of it speaks dragon no like if you would just saw an image of this thing dragon would not pop up in your brain whatsoever no not yeah once. if you are if you like i said if you've watched any of those things we just named off where you're like oh yeah dragons are in that movie i i like that yeah just yeah. get that out of your head right now because this is not what you're seeing this looks like something out of a some low budget disney reject film or something you know that somebody just had this piece laying around, they never used it, or hell, they they could have used that as a prop in another movie. I don't know, because I wouldn't put a past canon just to steal all of the all the other props and everything too. For what? Like in case they need a dick dog monster? I, yeah, it's ridiculous looking. <laughs> like that's what we need. I mean, there's like quick somebody go to Italy and get get that thing out of storage. There's just so much in this movie that that doesn't make sense, and they just had to film stuff to to fill up the time. Like I'm oh, I'm amazed sure. they got to 87 minutes. I. I almost have a feeling that there's probably nothing on the editor room floor. <laughs> you know, <'cause> they... <laughs> <laughs> nothing but dust and opportunity, man. Yeah. That's all it is. Like, I mean, a great example of this is when you go back to the start of the film and the, the caravan is riding through peacefully and then the, you know, uh, the evil doers are up on the hillside and they're going to go attack, right. To get the ruby. Yeah. So they do all this stuff. They mount this huge attack and there's, you know, okay. There's some entertaining, you know, stunt work going on. I'm putting that in quotes. Um, <laughs> But you know you got people riding on horses and stuff, and you got but you got some real cheesy violence going on. But then they do all this stuff, and they the caravan people they fight off the barbarians, and you think, oh, okay, great, we we we've got past that. No, they just drive right into a area with cliffs on both sides, and Kadar's army just happens to be sitting there waiting to ambush them. Why did you have you know all the this big battle chase if you could have just the path along the way where they couldn't get away and you know you could block them in. Why did you do that? Yeah. It was just so they could fill in time and say, okay, we need a battle scene here and it's going to take that us 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then you got, yeah, it just goes right into the quote-unquote story of, you know, these characters need to build and grow up for 12 years, which by the way, which is also ridiculous, 12 years has passed. Nobody else in this movie ages except our heroes. <laughs> Day one, Nobody. Yeah, not one at all. 12 years man these kids go from little 12 year olds i guess or maybe what 10 years old to yeah, giant arnold size freaks and but nobody else in their 30s yeah, yeah. nobody else is yeah, even right. like age today it's crazy 
Oh, holy shit. We didn't even mention the goddamn werewolves. How did, I, how did oh we my forget God. the werewolves? Because like, where do they fit into this movie? They, they don't belong. They don't at all. They, sh- they, 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 they grabbed a shoehorn and said, fuck it. Put in, a, put in some werewolves. Like, okay, as when the brothers are on their quest for the magical... Uh, weapons. Weapons, yeah. Which are, it's just, it, it's gladiator stuff they painted gold. Essentially, like, you ever seen Ben-Hur? They grabbed a handful of shit, painted it gold, and said, all right, we're fucking good. Uh, the werewolves weren't... They weren't the worst werewolves I've seen. I mean, but it wasn't... You know, again, it wasn't cool enough to make it be like, well, that was a pretty cool part of the movie. It's just something that didn't fully suck. You know? I See, what I thought was uh, it looked like the creature at the end of the, the 1981 Swamp Thing movie. If you remember oh, that, yeah. that's what it reminded of, reminded me of the doctor. Yeah, something yeah. something really weird. Mm. Uh, yeah, Kane. I think was his name Kane. I think was that his character. Yeah, Doctor Arcane. Doctor Arcane. Yes, that's yeah, him. yeah. That's that's what it reminded me of. He takes that that potion. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Th- now that I even think about it, man, I was like, I, w- I wish we would have watched that movie, and I would have talked about because that movie's pretty cheesy, but at least that's entertaining. This, this yeah. movie is so far from it. It's just ridiculous. Yeah, it was. I, I, mm. Yeah, I don't think I enjoyed this movie. I, I, didn't I really either. don't think like, I Normally, liked it I at can all. find like a golden nugget in something and, right. and go with it. That's, that's why I, I, I've enjoyed talking about these canon films because, for as terrible as some of them are, they at least there's a, a charm, if I can use that word. That yeah. that makes them look at Cobra. Yes, stupid as shit, but it's got Cobra's some a great example. I mean, Christ, <laughs> even if you watch American Ninja or one of those, which is just so ridiculous, <laughs> but at least yeah. you can go along with it and you would laugh with it. Like I wasn't laughing with the with the, even the funny parts of this movie. The joke, yeah, I couldn't I go know. with it. I'm just trying to like continuously scratch my head and say, what's going on? What were they thinking? <laughs> <laughs> and can I get my time back? Yeah, that's eighty-seven minutes that are just well and truly gone. Like, <laughs> yeah, but I, <laughs> that was man. I knew we were going to run across some of this stuff, you know, in the canon library because we're we're going to continue going down the canon films as we, you know, progress. It can't get worse, right? <sighs> I say that, but knowing I know the history, I've done you know plenty of research on the history of canon. And I know a lot of movies that are out there. So depending Yeesh. on what we choose to watch, I can say it might get worse. But I can say that there's a good chance there's other stuff we watch that we're going to talk about will get better. At least it's going to be more entertaining. Get back to that level where it's at least going to make you laugh. And, you know, you're going to maybe have some level of enjoyment watching it. Right. But other than that, I, I don't even know. Like, I if I I don't even know because I I don't like to grade movies. But man, this is this is about as low as you can get on the movies. And I've I've seen some terrible movies too. Bird, yeah, I mean Birdemic, I mean, man. When you if you ever talk about a terrible movie, Birdemic is worse. I don't know which one's worse than this. Maybe maybe oh Birdemic's worse. worse I, than, yeah, I'll than give you that too. Yeah, sure. because at least yeah, I sure. will give some of the action and the special effects in Barbarians at least a pass. Right. And at least the, the you know the the Barbarian Brothers are likable. I, I didn't like anybody. <laughs> fucking Birdemic. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree. And, and I didn't even like the fucking car they drove for the first eighteen minutes of that. God movie. help you know me. I mean? God help me. I'll say the acting is far superior in the Barbarians. Oh yeah, Birdemic. yeah. So the effects way better in Barbarians than what they <laughs> yes. were. Because at least the dragon for for as much 
for his wiener is as it was, you know, and, and literally it's just, you could almost see the grip in the back pulling the fucking hydraulic handle and this thing was just, <laughs> like you could hear it. It's, it's like being it on a, like a really crappy Disney ride, you know, one of those old yeah, right. timey ones. That's what it was yeah. like. Mr. Toe's acid trip down hell. Oh. That's, that's the fucking ride we're all on right now. You realize that right now what we are saying though, we are saying that the bar for this movie is yes. bar, is Birdemic. Mm. It's just got yes. better than that movie. That's okay. bad. It, I think Birdemic is probably the worst one we've seen, but is this one the worst canon movie we've seen? Oh, by far. By far. Of, of anything it? that we've watched so far, absolutely. So far, yeah. 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 So far, unfortunately, I think it is. Like, I don't think we've really gotten to the truly terrible heart of canon yet, but we've scraped <laughs> we've scraped the barrel here or there. And it, uh, yeah, this one's pretty bad. Yeah, because at least in canon, like in the future installments of, of movies, we've got, you know, Chuck Norris coming up. We've got Van Damme. Yeah. We've got some... Actors that I'm not gonna say they're quality actors. I'm just saying that they're people who people like. So, Quest for Peace was fucking terrible. Super. <laughs> it's Jesus, it's it's awful, but this movie's worse. I don't know. That's that might be a tough call for me actually between those two. I don't know. Okay, listeners, uh, <sighs> Ooh, boy. go go yeah. go to our website. What do you think? Yeah, everyone? post post your thoughts. I I would love to hear what you guys think about that because I I would say this this movie, The Barbarians, is far worse. Yeah, if piece. you've already seen it, please you know, please tell us. If you haven't seen it, you know it may not be necessary. Yeah, I don't. I don't want you to hate us because <laughs> it's it is it's a hard eighty seven minutes. Like it is, damn. But I I think you know most of our listeners might listen to that. They might tune in just to just to see. Okay, what is this? Or or for you've seen it and said, yep, this is a terrible movie. Or hey, it's a cult classic for them, and that's that's fine. That's true. Yeah, you know, it does have some cult acclaim. Like, you know, it's it's been released on DVD here, there, and Blu-ray, and things like that. So it's got an audience. It's just, it's not for me. You know, I I could see this showing up on, uh, you know, like at the draft house here in Austin. You know, they would show this kind of for stuff sure. on a certain night, yeah, you know, yeah, weird yeah. Wednesday, and they're just like they put it on there and say, "Here you go, watch this entertaining." And I and I've I, I will admit I've been to movies like that. You know, I've I've gone to see Conan the Barbarian on the big screen. You know, just to watch it. You know, I could see people showing up for this as long as they got the beer right. flowing, they'll be good. Yeah, Deathstalker, they should pair it with. Oh my god! I mean, if do somebody a favor, give them Red Sonia or something at least. Didn't you watch your that movie? I have. So that yes. that's in this vein too. I mean, that's just that ridiculous. That was Red Brown's classic, right? Yeah, one of his last that he really oh participated in. Yeah. It was uh, the Hunter from the Future, wasn't that the tag? No, that was the whole. That was part of the whole title, right? I don't you even the remember. Hunter from the Future. You're the one who watched it. It was I. I refused to see it. Yeah, you're the Hunter from the Future, even though he was just in a loincloth, a bad wig, and he had a hatchet. Yeah, the original Captain America, man. Look how hard, how far you fall. <laughs> there was this, there was a Stegoceratops in it. It was a Stegosaurus Triceratops. There was aliens. There was Planet of the Apes shit, dude. Man, it was the most confusing fucking movie I've ever seen. Might have been you know more I take that back. Your the future of the hunter is worse than the barbarian. Oh boy, I'm putting that out there right now. Is okay, is that, but that's not a canon film, though, is it? It is not, unfortunately, yeah. no. But it would be the canoniest of the canon if if it were. <laughs> Yeah, I I'm just looking at it right now. Damien Damien film RAI <laughs> Radio Televisions Italiana. Yeah, I've I've never heard of those. Those are definitely European uh, film houses there. 
if, if it helps sway you to see your Hunter from the Future at all, uh, they do dub over Red Brown's voice in the movie. <laughs> That's got to really piss him off. <laughs> I mean, I mean the guy, but the guy, I get it. Like, I get it. Like, the guy can't act. I've seen Captain America, nineteen seventy eight, and Death Too Soon, the second one they made. The guy is a horrible actor. He, I think we've watched five or six of his movies just for this show. Alone. Probably. I mean, he can't do. He doesn't do shit. He had, he had another space movie that he did too. Uh, space Mutiny. Yeah, right? Space Mutiny. That's the one. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not good either. It's no, ridiculous. no. I, I've seen the MST3K, the Rift Tracks, and the non and the the regular version of that movie. It is bad at all. Yeah, at least you have somebody making fun of it. That helps. Besides myself, when I watched <laughs> yes. it, I literally made fun of myself. I was like, "You're so dumb. What are you doing watching this? This is stupid." <laughs> yeah, you're finally having a self reflection, a moment of clarity. Right. <laughs> like, what am I doing with my life here? Yes. I'm watching the third the third star of the Howling Two in a wig. I gotta chase some shit. Yeah, I gotta make some life changes here. This is right. crazy. <laughs> oh. oh boy. But I tell you what, though, if it did come up for streaming, since you haven't seen it, I would more than happily dedicate some time to rewatch your Hunter from the Future, about it. just to be able to. Oh, gladly! I'll put it on the list, man. We'll we'll do it because I I need more torture in my life. Well, next time I'm at the gas station, if it happens to be for sale on DVD, fifty cents. I'll go ahead and, yeah. I'll go ahead and pick it up, and I'll, I'll send you a copy. Happy birthday, on man! Me. Yeah, here you go, man. <laughs> Yeah, I'm pretty sure you'd probably be able to find that like that too. Just you know, and actually, on if memory serves, on his website, he sells signed eight by tens from this movie on his website. Of course, he does. I dude, I want to say I checked it like last year, and he was selling it. Did you buy any though? That's the, that's the question. No, I wanted to get a space mutiny, but uh, I didn't care for the the still they had from it. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, you really wanted a high quality shot of something. Oh, dude! Like I, Space Mutiny is—it's it, it, so bad that it, like it's entertaining. Like that one to me, like that's terrible enough that I could just sit and giggle about it. Because every time I watch it, and I'm not joking, I see something else. It's like Jesus, how did I not see that before? I, it's like the first time you see the 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 stormtrooper bonk his head. Yeah. In a new hope, it's like what the fuck happened there? Like every time you see something else, it's just like wow, that was dumb. Man, I I feel like I would need to go back and watch it again, but I don't know if I could do it. Because it's a bad Which? movie. Which? Sp- oh, Space, Space Mutiny? Yeah, it's just not a good movie. No. It, and you think it would get better, like, having, <laughs> being less censored than what it would be on regular TV for, like, you know, Mystery Science Theater? No, it was not better. Yeah, it doesn't, it, there's no way it could get any <laughs> no, better. No, no, no. It's, it's Red Brown, yeah. so. Yeah. Oh, my God. What a terrible Captain America movie that was. Well, okay, so, <laughs> do we, do we want to stay in canon for the next one? Because I don't know. Uh, if you hit the same pot of gold that I that I did when I was perusing for what to watch next, but there are just there our cup runneth over in canon movies right now in the street. Yeah, they're movies. they're always out there. I mean, you're especially on Prime now because Prime, you know, has the M- <laughs> oh, MGM library. Are they just recommend it? Is Prime just showing me them more and more now because I'm watching? Well, that more? that like I said, they own the MGM library now. So and MGM. Oh, owns, do they really? Yeah, MGM owns everything else, oh. all the canon groups. So so yeah, oh, you, Jesus, you should have so, access yeah. to a lot of canon films if you want to stick in that film. Oh boy, I can finally see American Ninja too. <sighs> Oh, I don't, I don't know if I have a Don't you got to watch the first one. one first? I have seen the first okay, one. Okay, well, good, good, okay. It, uh, it's dumb. Oh, it is, yes. <laughs> yeah, it's really but there's dumb. a lot to talk Surprisingly about. Surprisingly enough. A lot to unpack yeah. on that one, so. Uh, I, I do have, 
I did see one pop up on uh, on HBO that I thought I, I didn't look into the movie just from the the image they showed of the movie alone and the title and the star. I was like, you know what? I don't know if I've ever seen one of this actor's movies, so I'm more than willing to have this one be the first one. Uh, I've never seen any Chuck Norris films. What? But this one, Code of Silence, is on HBO right now, and it's basically uh, it's him against the Chicago mob. It's what Seagal tried to do with uh, Mark for Death. I mean, I'm yeah, I'm all for watching some Chuck Norris, but I want to back up for a minute here and say you yeah. have never seen a Chuck Norris film, not a one. How is that possible? I don't know. I always avoided the guy. Like to me, he was kind of like the Ted Nugent of action movies. And oh, it's just, it's not for you've me, never man. seen like Missing in Action? No. Wow. <laughs> so you haven't seen Invasion USA? Oh my goodness. No, I have not. Lone Wolf McQuaid? Oh man, I. Is that a movie? That's a movie. That's, that's what he. That's the name of the that's movie. Him and, him and David Carradine fight it out. Get the fuck yeah, out of here. Yeah, and it's a terrible movie. Lone Wolf. McQuaid. Oh man, McQuaid. There. Wow, I, I'm I'm speechless. Like I of all the movie people, like I would have seen that you've seen. Chuck Norris yeah. movies would have been up there, right? I, I figured like everybody. No nah, man, that. not a one, not a damn one. Wow. Okay. Wow. I. I, I I don't think I've been on air before here and been completely speechless, but I, I am not there. <laughs> I, I don't know what to say. I just... Well, if you want to start with Chuck Norris, we can. Otherwise, I would suggest uh, if you want to keep it in the canon group, uh, it's uh, my beloved Jean-Claude Van Damme, uh, Cyborg, <laughs> from 1989. Ah, uh, yes, the Spider-Man so... film that never happened. <laughs> Yeah, basically. So we could see we could see Cyborg eighty nine, or we could do we could start Chuck Norris with Code of Silence. Like those are my suggestions. What do you got? I gotta feel like you've gotta watch Chuck Norris, my friend. Now I've never seen this Code of Silence. I have no idea what this movie is. Oh, good. Um, But I it I boy, I just Delta Force. You've never seen that? Wow, there's so many movies uh, that he's done. I saw a few minutes of the one that uh, Larry the Cable Guy did, Delta Farce. I never saw okay, Delta Farce. Yeah, uh, even even Sidekicks Man is that, that's the one he did, I think. With oh, uh, with uh, yeah, okay, the karate, the, the, the kid from the, Deep Space or Deep Sea, yeah, twelve. Or I don't oh, know yeah, what it was. The Deep Twelve with Roy Scheider, <laughs> yeah, Roy Scheider, uh, Deep that Space TV nine, show, not Deep Six Nine, but Deep Ocean. Lab, yeah, deep yeah. sea lab, sea lab, yeah, whatever Something the fuck like it was, that, yes. sea lab. No, what's a sea lab? I don't. Is a sea lab a cartoon? I don't even. Know. Deep Space Shark Lab. That was yeah. He, the movie Chuck Norris did with him. I saw that one because uh, that one was on TBS pretty regularly. Yeah, and that one doesn't like, really count day, either. Like so, during the daytime Jonathan, kind of shit. That Jonathan Brandis is his name. Yeah. Uh, oh, uh, he was in uh, Dodgeball. I saw Dodgeball. He was in that. Chuck Norris but that, was in Dodgeball. That's a cameo. That is not a Chuck Norris film. Mm. And you know okay. what? Sidekicks is not a Chuck Norris film either. That is a okay. Then I have uh, back to my original statement. I have never seen a Chuck Norris okay. movie. Okay, because I, I boy, I feel like we've got to just you know get you at least some Chuck. Because um, I would certainly recommend maybe watching Missing in Action. Um, are are these up streaming anywhere? I that you do not know. know. This see, ladies and gentlemen, this is what you get if you do the preparation for a show. <laughs> well, okay, it's kind of my fault by blowing your mind here. Like I didn't. I, I never, just. I just. That's I, the first I, you never heard me not see a Chuck I've, Norris. I've movie. known you for a long time, man, and I just. I like that blows my mind. Like I. I feel like I failed you, man. <laughs> Oh, dude, the poster for Invasion USA is amazing. Yes. And like I said, the Kadar, the, the character, 
uh, from this Barbarians. He plays Richard Lynch. he plays a great bad guy in that one. It's just over the top violence in the in that movie. It's pretty fun. Well, if that one ever pops up anywhere, I am definitely uh, down. I bet you we could dig it if we could find it on Amazon somewhere. So, okay. <laughs> but, yeah. Well, so do you want to start with Code of Silence? Let's, let's do Code of Silence. Let's let's start okay. with that and see where we go. Nights from 1985. Go to silence during one Charles Norris. In his prime. Yeah, it's, it's got to be better than Seagal, right? Oh, dude, hands down. Chuck Norris can move. Like, even today, Chuck Norris can move. Like, I don't know the last time you saw a Seagal quote movie. <laughs> yeah, I know when you have, so. Yeah, man, because I got to tell you, if you saw the first season of Iron Fist, for those out there who are unaware of what Seagal has done the last like 17 years, basically, the first season of Iron Fist, like any fight scene they had with Danny Rand, where it, every three seconds there was a cut, like throw a fist, cut, yep. kick, cut, kick, cut, kick, cut, like all that. That's how every one of, of Seagal's movies are filmed today, except it's like him, like, it's almost as if he was lazily swatting at a fly and the stuntmen are flipping like full on ninjas around him to make him look somewhat convincing. Yeah. And you could tell they cut at the exact moment where he's like, Ugh, like he's gasping for air <laughs> after each time he moves. And that's when they cut, you know, to these stuntmen doing amazing things to try to make this goofball look believable. Yeah, that's they that's the Hollywood horrible. trick, you know, because if, yeah. if you have people who can't move, who can't fight, the editor is their best friend, you know, because they will make them look like they are. <laughs> jumping off the walls and, and moving at the speed of light. But oh yeah, boy. cause if you, yeah, the, yeah. If you ever watch any movies where you just see a lot of, uh, a lot of quick cuts in a fight scene. It's because those people cannot fight or cannot choreograph. So, I'm not going to be seeing a lot of cuts in lone wolf McQuaid is what you're telling me. Oh no, that's, that's an actually, that's an entertaining one. My friend, you, you, Oh, I'm just, he played a truck driver. No, he plays a cop in, in lone too. wolf McQuaid, but. No, oh, I was, I'm oh, looking yes. at his movies now. Something called Breaker. Breaker. Yeah, Breaker Breaker. <laughs> yes, that's one of his how, earlier. How ones. did each one of his movies, dude? Each one of his movies has made money because he's Chuck Norris, Jesus. man. Like people love Chuck Norris. Does he really kick that much ass? Have I just been sleeping on this dude for my whole I, life? I, I'm t- I don't know how you've done it this long. I, I you've gone decades huh. without watching like Chuck yeah. Norris. That is required '80s action. You know, you if you're watching. No, like I said, man, I, I always I skipped right past. Me. Unbelievable! Wow, yeah, I, I, our listeners are. I mean, they might boycott the show, man. I don't know what they're gonna do <laughs> until you watch. It was, was Schwarzenegger, Stallone for me, and then you know, then I started going, you know, Van Damme. That's a that's a that hell time, of a jump, like, you, you know, to, from them to Van Damme, because you know there wouldn't be a Van Damme really without the without Chuck Norris. Yeah, he was he was the the '80s karate guy. I was pretty young when I saw Bloodsport, so I think that's how I was able to skip right Yeah, over good call, though. That That's an entertaining film. I, I can't blame you for that one. Yeah. That is very right. entertaining. Ooh, that, yeah, that movie still holds. I think I, a lot of Van Damme's movies like might hold pretty well. I don't know if you ever noticed, like Van, one of my f- most favorite Van Damme quirks is that outside of the movies he made in the, the late 90s, all of his earlier movies like in the late 80s to early 90s, he never, and I mean ever once, said a quip after kicking somebody's ass. No. I mean, ever. He never said anything cool. Like, if you know, you hit a guy with a meat cleaver, you know, he, he wouldn't say anything catchy, nothing like that. He would always just kick somebody's ass, and he would just stoically walk away. Like Barry Sanders handed the football back to the back to the ref, man. He's just getting out the sideline. He's done. That's also because he can't speak I fucking, English. For I don't well. know. What, no, but, but he can. Like, he can deliver lines. Like, he can fucking act. Like, but he just, he never did it. I wonder what was it about, like, 
why did they never try to shoehorn that in on him until maybe like you know starting with like Hard Target where he was playing the, the Creole <laughs> fucking bounty hunter little Robotech like you know what I mean. I I don't know. Maybe they were trying to go with something different, getting him like trying to separate him from the others. Uh, but trying to dust, yeah, yeah. Because he's, but I mean, yeah, blood sport, nothing, death warrant, nothing. Like you know what I mean? He just he doesn't talk shit. He just gets in and kicks ass. And no, because in those movies he just dances it. instead. <laughs> I do love his high kicks. I am a big yes. fan of. It. I like the big swooshy noises they play with them too. Yes. Pretty dope. Van Damme films are are entertaining. Well, I give you that, but. Uh... Yeah. Oh my God. I yeah. I I could. I think out of all the action stars, like I've, I've probably seen Schwarzenegger's movies the most. Uh, but I think the ones I watch most often belong to Van Damme. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I I would I would agree with you. I probably Schwarzenegger was probably the first that I, like in the eighties, that was my go to action star. You know, yeah. Stallone might have been second. Mm-hmm. And after, depending on what was that at the time, yeah, for sure. After that, it was everybody else. It was Chuck Norris, Van Damme, Seagal, any of those characters. <laughs> yeah, all the all the wannabes. Yeah, and then you had all the football players trying to be action movie. Remember Howie Long? He he had that movie where he was the the firefighter. Which one was that? Oh my god! I don't think I've seen. I I remember seeing Fahrenheit, him. Fahrenheit first and ten, some shit. I don't oh know. Oh my god! Some dumb shit. I remember he showed up Howie in Long, that yeah. really terrible Broken Arrow movie in the nineties with Travolta. Oh, Christian Slater and John Travolta yep. and uh, Samantha Mathis. Samantha yeah. Mathis, yes, from yeah, yeah. I've I've seen that movie more than once. So. Yeah, it's, it's terrible too. <laughs> it is god awful. Oh yeah, I mean that was right in the heart of like that. That was you know part of the the Travolta resurgence there. Yeah. That was uh, you know Face Off, fucking all the other goddamn movies he was. Popular. Yeah, that's when Firestorm was uh, was the Howie Long movie, movie from nineteen ninety eight. He uh, he plays a firefighter <laughs> who goes into a forest fire to save an ornithologist. Okay, <laughs> that helps. But there's also but there's also a murder plot uh, and Scott Wolf or Scott Glenn. I'm sorry. Scott Glenn did a movie like that? Yeah, he did. God, he was really hard up for some money at that point. <laughs> William Forsythe, too. He was, uh, maybe he ran out of all his Stone Cold money starring Brian Bosworth, so he had to work with another <laughs> former NFL star. I mean, he was coming off, you know, The Rock, at least, and having, you know, oh, that yeah, kind of money. Right. God. So How many, many football players turned actor? Yeah, so you had The Boz, you had... Alex Karras. I don't even know who that is. Uh, Mongo from Blazing Saddles and the Dad uh, Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bubba Smith, former lion, former lion, great. Yeah, Bubba Smith. Uh, Terry Crews, arguably, is probably the most famous one, right? Maybe. Yeah, but there's yeah, there's not is. a ton of them out there though. I don't think, right? At least none that are still acting. Terry Crews might might be out shining them yeah, all. Yeah, most sure. of them can't walk nowadays though. So I mean, that's yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like that was all when the football player were doing all that. Like uh, Carl Malone was wrestling in WCW and shit. Oh, like all these pro athletes Jesus. were doing all these really wacky things. Remember that for like a, a hot window of time, like that was a thing. Oh, we we forgot some pretty big names on here. You know that for these uh, football Who's players. That? Well, number one, yeah. you forgot about the Rock. He played college football. Doesn't count. Not pro. Uh, well. Yeah, I, see, I would give college. I'd give college uh, no. that. So, well, okay. No, because they're they're not supposed to be paid. Well, we all know that. Even though they are, they're not supposed to be. Jim paid. Brown, he's on there. Ooh, yeah. Okay. Now Mark Harmon. I still think Terry Crews is better than Jim Brown, though. Who? Now Mark Harmon. He played uh, college football at UCLA. Not UCLA. That's a that's a puff school. <laughs> 
<laughs> Carl Weathers is on the list here. Oh, okay. Yep. He, that's, yep. I'll put him on the list oh, for sure. Man. He's amazing. Yeah. Merlin Olson. Wow. Did, uh, oh yeah, shit. He did act for a long yeah. time, didn't he? He was in Mitchell. Was he? Yeah. The, uh, the old guy oh, who, who he Mitchell was was, uh, was harassing. Yes. He was his butler. He was the butler, yeah, who kept bringing stuff yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck, what was his name? Benson <sighs> with the soup. God, I can't even remember. That's right. <laughs> yeah, his name was Benson. That's right. <laughs> yeah, Bob Golick, John Amos, Bill Goldberg. John Amos played. F- oh, that's right. Damn. I'm just going oh, down a list, too. man. Well, I'm not counting Goldberg. Oh, oh Fred, on, Fred Dreyer, if you grew up in the 80s and you watch Hunter, that, that TV show. He played for the Rams. Oh, shit. Yeah, I don't know if you ever watched that one, but... No, like, I know this guy's face. Like, I've seen him in other things. Oh, and I yeah, but no. I just found the, the top one that we, we didn't we didn't say, but it's but he's probably What's the that? most notable. The Juice. <laughs> oh, yeah. We can just skip right over that <laughs> yeah. one, I think. Most notorious, for sure. <laughs> Another, forgot right about that. You forgot just blasted right by that one. Yeah, huh? that, that's about the most of the names I really recognize on here. So, well, shit, Terry Crews by far for me has got to be the most successful out of that. Yeah, one. yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, for sure. Oh, God, <laughs> <laughs> oh the the rabbit holes we go down on this show—it's just ridiculous. Well, I got to tell you now, like I feel like since it, it's almost between like a you know. <laughs> Between a, a, a dumb guy standoff, if we watched Fire Down Below or whatever that Howie Long movie was, and Stone Cold uh, for, with Brian Bosworth and see who, who's better between the two of them. Oh, that Stone Cold movie is awful, though. Like, oh, that's bad. But, uh, as an awfully entertaining, I, is what you meant, right? I, if you say so, man, I will, <laughs> I will let you go. That one, it. It, it, that one is, uh, for me, it's the correct amount of mix of horseshit. <laughs> Like they don't in the areas where, you know, they try to play it serious. It's it's acceptable. But in the areas where it's bad, they go so over the top with it. It goes right back around again to being entertaining. Mm. And Lance Hendrickson really does his best (laughs) to try to, you know, perform in this. And man, it's there's some interesting choices made in this. movie. Yeah, I feel like if I watch that, I will have to watch the Rift Tracks version of it just to keep me entertained. That's probably fair if you haven't seen it for a long time. Yeah, because yeah, that's that's yeah. a hard one to watch. Ooh. Oh, Stone Cold. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just a, it's it's like it's like trying to watch Cool as Ice. It's just terrible. That one is. Ooh, that's particularly oh, bad. It's that one. Bad. It's horrible. Well, only time will tell if Code of Silence stands up. <laughs> I'm really excited. This is my first Chuck Norris movie. I'm, I, I, I kind of want to, because I'm like, I kind of feel like I'm leading into the leading you blind right now because I've never so seen this right, one. So I don't know if this it's is like a, a rite of passage. You're, you're stepping me in here. Yeah. So this may not be one of Chuck's best. No, like honestly, there's there's other movies I would pick before this to to have you watch first, just to get a true well, uh, Chuck Norris film. But I'll, I'll take a look at the. Uh, and the streaming services again. Now that we have, have zeroed in on Mr. Charles Norris. I'll, uh, the legend. I'll see if we can find something else that maybe might be, uh, you know, from his more famous movies of his catalog. 100%. But uh, if not, I'm more than fine uh, starting with Code of Silence. <laughs> yeah, let's just start there. Uh, that'll yeah. that'll give our uh, audience uh, time to go out and find that as well. Yeah. 
Uh, oh, and one thing I want to test base real quick. Since we uh, we got done touching, uh, uh, talking about a Bad Batch of movies, we might as well talk about something we really enjoyed, and that was The Bad Batch on Disney+. Plus. We actually sat down and checked this one out uh, all the way uh, through the fir- whole, whole first season, basically, right? Yeah, and they've, they've started their second season uh, on yeah. this thing. Um, yeah, I... So, on our last show, I think we at least one of the previous shows we talked about the clone wars tv show and that i was trying to get into that and and you know be the star wars completionist so yeah. needless to say i just can't do it i i'm having a hard time getting through oh that. really yeah it's not my cup of tea so i when you uh... suggested let's let's watch bad batch because i i really no plans of ever starting that one either because it felt like it was the same exact thing yeah so I've, i was very apprehensive to getting into that um, just to give you the, the idea of what I feel about it, um, you know, it's not, it's way better than the Clone Wars. I'll give you this. Yeah. It's, it's definitely a TV show for a, still for kids to tweens, yep. I think. Mm-hmm. But this, this show is entertaining because it's not as disjointed as the Clone Wars. Like it doesn't take yeah. you all over the place and it's not, it's the interconnected story. Yeah, it's is not much linear. Tighter. Yeah. This is continuously linear storytelling about this. Yeah. And what I do like about it, as I've liked about the Mandalorian and especially Andor is it's filling in the blanks and showing you the star Wars world that we never got to see when we watched the movies. You got to see all the Order sixty six stuff. I find terribly. I love it. They touch I on just that. love Jesus. the idea of the seeing the world go from the, you know, the New Republic to mm-hmm. the Galactic Empire, like I say, the Galactic Republic yeah. to the Galactic Empire, <laughs> and watching, yeah. you know, this fascist regime come down and say, "Well, we are making everybody safe, but to do that, we're taking away all your mm-hmm. rights." So you're yep. you're seeing your characters have to register everywhere they go, and they can't travel unless they register. So everybody's being stamped, and you know people's land is being taken over, and resources are being confiscated by the by the empire. And you know old mm-hmm. enemies now are realizing it's like yeah we were fighting each other while just while while we were we took our eyes off the prize and said we didn't we didn't see the bigger evil that was just taking advantage. I like yeah. all the side stories that they're telling on that and it's it's much more entertaining. But at the same time it's it's told through the eyes of our main character in this because really the Omega character is kind of the point of view yeah. character for most people. Yeah. She's the main character. So it's mm-hmm. still geared towards a child. So I I like that about it, but I also have a hard time kind of just really getting into it though too, you know. Because it is geared more for Yes. Kids. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's messages That's in fair. here. There's a lot of messages geared towards kids. I mean, it's a lot of, you know, talk about how slavery is evil, you know, and you know what, you know, oppression means and, you know, what it means to be, you know, kicked out of your home and that kind of stuff. But I think there's a lot of good like moral messages that are put in here. But once again, yeah. like I said though, it that's that's what you got what we got as kids when we watched, you know, G.I. Joe or or some of those other cartoons, you know, at the end of the each episode of He-Man, you know, there was a lesson to be learned. Yeah, sure. I mean, was. That's that's what they do in this in this show. It's 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 childish, but it's got some some grown up themes in there. It's that you can watch if you're watching with your kids. Like this would be a show if I had kids, I would sit down and watch with them to help get them into Star Wars. Yeah, if they're not into the movies, exactly. It's a good way to step exactly because sure. it's because yeah, like if you're watching the show, like you see it, there's no real violence. Like nobody gets killed. No, you know, people are always being stunned and, you know, and they go out of their way to make sure they're showing that. So you, you feel the Disney feel to it, mm-hmm. but 
at the same time, though, like, like I get that. The more I watched it, the more I was like, okay, I'm not going to get any crazy-ass stuff in here um, like I probably would, like if I was watching Marvel's What If or something. Or like that, that Jedi Tales one. Yeah, yeah, something that's a yeah. little more violent. Right. Um, yeah, this is definitely aged down. But it's entertaining. It is. It, it's got yeah, some and there's enough there too as an adult, like you know, for just the lore of Star Wars itself, where you know they're you know they're they're setting up like a like the whole clone program where you you know, you know like we know they're laying the groundwork for Palpatine and eventually Snoke and all that, and you know oh, it's God it's interesting us. to see them be able to go back and like and you know try to like you know start to like connect these things a bit. It's it's interesting like what they're doing. It's you know I will see for for like you know people like you were like you know if the content is a little too aged down, you're going to miss out on some elements that you might find entertaining. So I don't know, like, is there a way where they can like kind of, kind of pick out the highlights just to show someone like, here's like the, the essential 12 minutes you need from fucking from bad batch. If you know, I think every episode has those moments or 66. Um, yeah. Yeah, they do. There like, is some where they touch on order 66 or like who rescued who, or, you know, or Boba Fett. They talk about Django and what they meant and, and uh, how the new stormtroopers are all conscription. Now and they're not clones. And it's just, man, it's, they're filling a lot of story. Yeah. I mean, the whole theme of this whole first season, which I like is it, it's, you know, whether or not, you know, the, these characters are coming in their own and they said, okay, we're not going to follow order 66. We are, we are uniquely different. Cause I guess they kind of explained yeah. it in the first episode, like they're, they're kind of mutants, you know, they're yeah. just, they're not like all the other clones. So they, they get to skip by. So the whole, the whole uh, first season of this thing is all about them deciding is like, you know, what do we do? Do we, do we stay hidden or do we do something about this? Cause we're, what I understand about season two is season two is about, you know, what, what are we fighting for? You know, first off, it's like, it ha- it's, how do we survive? So far it is, yeah. yeah how do we survive uh, I'm, I'm in the world? I'm a couple episodes in, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I like, I think every episode has something that people will like of all ages. There are some mm-hmm. entertaining scenes, although they are kiddied down where nobody's dying. There's some good little action scenes. There's breakout scenes. There's, there is battles going on. You know, it, it, it's fun to watch this little specialized unit where everybody has their own little uh, you know, specialty and they get to put it to right. use, but they go out there and they just complete these missions. It, I, the best way I could describe it, it's like playing a video game. Like every episode is yeah. playing a video game because everything happens. Like every episode, it starts off something new and it's like, okay, here's your quest. You go out there and you got to do this and come back and you get leveled up and you just, you keep building and building and building like that. So if you, if you like that, I think you would enjoy this, this show. But and some of the action pieces, like you said, like they have been pretty cool. Like that whole uh, like finale of season one, where they're they're trying to escape from the from the star cruiser, and like they're they're tra- they're trapped in the engine in the ion engine area, and they're firing up the engines as they're trying to escape. And like they're you know there's some cool things here. They're pretty good, and like the voice cast itself, like there's there's some notable like actual celebrities in here. Like Ming Dao Ming Dao Wen is yep, back. She's as back. Chan. As Chan. Uh, yep. Yeah, Ian Diarmond, he's been in here as Palpatine. I mean, Dee Bradley Baker is just is great doing all the yeah, all the voices of the batch, you know. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's entertaining. <laughs> he's all over, like yeah. until I read that, I did not know that. I always thought it was funny though that no matter what the clone is, they all speak in a Kiwi accent. I just love that. Yeah, <laughs> you know, just like because even yeah. Omega, you know, she she speaks in that Kiwi accent just the same. Yep. Yeah, uh, and uh, Rhea Perlman too. Like she's uh, yes, she's in this. Like she's all over. Running a show. bar too, which I think is hilarious. You know. 
Yeah, isn't that awesome? Yeah, if any of you were not like born in the seventies and eighties, you probably don't really know Rhea Perlman or the show Cheers. But she was a big character on Cheers. She was a waitress in a bar, so that that's why it's funny for us. Yeah, Carla. (laughs) Yes, yes, and she's got that same attitude in this movie. It's it's yes, she sure does. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. So overall, yeah, I, I say I, I think anybody will enjoy this just as long as you set yeah. your expectations to know this is what you're getting out of it. It's going to be a little childish. But if you're a Star for Wars sure. completionist, you love the world of it. This is going to fill in some blanks for you because this is all going to be canon. It's all going to build into any new movies they just ever decide to make or TV shows they decide Fucking to make. Fucking A. Yeah. And speaking of new shows, we finally got a teaser for the new season of The Mandalorian. This is what I'm most excited for because we are <laughs> – I have been – we have been waiting for, what, more than a year for the next season Forever, to come out. it feels like. Yeah. Ah, uh, The Mandalorian. Just – God, and dude, I dare say, is it my second favorite Star Wars TV show or is it my first? Because, man, Andor really gives it a run for its money. I guess it depends on what you watched most recently, right? That's true. Yeah, Andor was most recent, so it's got my love. But I have a feeling just watching this preview – Man, this next season is going to be really good. Yeah, it was almost hard. Like, they showed so much just in that little teaser. I mean, you know, obviously, like, you know, we're going back to Mandalore and, you know, uh, there's going to be an advancement in Grogu's powers. I mean, there's just, I don't even know, like, what all could happen in this. Like, they're talking like there's going to be some more huge cameos here. I don't even know who's going to pop up or when. I just don't want more of the show. Like, I got so excited for it after seeing that teaser. I went back and I watched the Boba Fett episode oh. of The Mandalorian. Yeah, the only thing then, worth you know, watching out of that show. Yes. Yeah, just the last two episodes, basically, of the Boba Fett, of the Book of Boba Fett. You get, you know, the, the whole Mandalorian episode where he goes to the Jedi Temple and, and meets with Ahsoka and, and Luke and Grogu comes back and all that. And just, you know, it was... After seeing that teaser, it got my Mandalorian, <laughs> got my Mandalorian juices going again. So I wanted to get brushed back up before we head into. The oh new yeah, season. definitely. Like, I'm going to go back and watch those seasons too because I mean, yeah, like we're going to get to finally see Mandalore, you know, on you know in, know, in right? real time, you know, in real life, yeah. and then you know we're I, there was shown some Jedi. I don't know if it's going to be just like a flashback of Jedi's order six. Yeah, yep. whoever saved Grogu cool. finally, and we know we're going back. This is our first time going back to Coruscant after Jedi. Yeah, yeah. Which is yeah, which is also fascinating because I mean, I want to see I want to see what the, what what everything's like. Yeah, <laughs> right now you know like in the in the meantime before the first order pop back yeah. up like you yeah know, it's I'm it's going to be really entertaining what they do with it because I you know I don't I've I've developed such a love for this show that I'm willing to let them bring a little bit of Jedi back into it and stuff and you know. As long as I don't see Chewbacca, you'd be happy with seeing some laser swords. Yeah, yeah I don't. Uh, you know, I just don't need to see some of all the characters. I I tolerated Luke in the first couple of uh, seasons, which is fine. But you know, as long as they just, keep I guess it was cool. okay seeing a fully powered Luke take out all those Jedi destroyed. Yeah, that was, that was yeah, cool. Yeah, whatever. It's just a little thing. That was that was just okay. Yes. <laughs> but I, now that now that you say that, yeah, because Luke doesn't actually show up in the Mandalorian. He shows up in that book above a fat show, doesn't he? No, he's in the he's in the finale of season two. Oh. Like he rescues Grogu and, and Mando from the the start. No, no, yeah, that's where he saves them. But, but those scenes where he's training Grogu and he gives him the choice. Oh yeah, that that's in Book of Boba yeah. Fett. Okay, so yeah, there yep. you go. Yeah, <laughs> they they can they can bring Luke all they want in to save that thing because that was the only redeeming parts of that guy. They needed show. some help. Yeah, that show was not good. Yeah, there's there's just a lot of good stuff that's going to show up here in this next in this next season. Uh, Man, I'm I'm March first. Like it just can't get here quick enough. Then that's when the first season premieres. Yep, and then but now we got to watch that piecemeal though. Oh, it's gonna be rough. 
Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, so they're they're not doing two episodes at once. It's just going to be like a, a one week thing. How, how many episodes is it? Eight or that ten? I don't know. You know. I don't know the numbers on that because I did not find that episode count. Let's see, eight episodes. So eight weeks of watching. Eight weeks. They're not breaking it up yep. in the middle, are they? And like making you wait six weeks. No, it's not like a, a regular TV thing, I don't think. Like a, better call Saul. Oh, well, I don't know. Like HBO's doing that shit now where they're releasing all their stuff in parts. Everything's got to be in parts. God help them, damn it. So-and-so part one, so-and-so part two. But I, I think as far as I'm aware, uh, Disney is just going to do the straight, uh, straight season all the way through. And uh, fourth season is already in development. Which I get, yeah. I, I would yeah, not absolutely. doubt it. Like, There's no way that this next season doesn't do well enough to get a fourth season out of this thing. But how much? I mean, not not that I'm complaining, but how much longer do you think they can keep Pedro Pascal tied to this thing? Because he's he's blowing up. He's <laughs> he's got a lot to fucking do. Yeah, he's he's doing a lot of other shows and movies. Uh, I'm sure he's quite well compensated. But true, yes. I mean, he this this is a character where he doesn't get to totally show his acting chops because he has got to play behind a mask the whole time. Right, but but the moments of the of him like you know that we have gotten like where you know he had to be emotional like he's he's able to do it in and out of the mask. Like, he's no, a I yeah, I, I I believe that. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, yeah. But yeah, the question is, yeah, it depends on how how big he's getting because I mean he's doing The Last of Us, you know, he's been in other <sighs> Hollywood films, and those offers are just going to continue to come for him because like you said, he's he's a very talented actor. Um, yeah. That Nick Cage movie uh, he did, man, was just – it was hilarious. But I got to say, have you – did you ever play the game The Last of Us? I haven't. I, I want to play it okay. so bad now that I'm – like, oh, this is coming up now. If you uh, if you have that PS Plus thing, it's you can play it for free on there right now. Interesting. Well, it's, it's coming up but, uh, on time to get the new Jedi game too coming up in March. So I'm, oh, I'm, yeah. just a- <laughs> Like I feel like I've, I've got to get a PlayStation 5 soon. Well, and the the Spider Man game, like all oh, these yeah. new games that are coming out, like Spider Man, uh, you know the, the Spider Man Two, the and even uh, the Jedi Survivor, and all that. Like all these games, they're they're forcing your hand really to to get a PS Five because they're not all they're not even putting them on PS Four anymore. Right. You know they're gonna they're gonna get my three or four hundred bucks whatever I decide to pay. Yeah, basically. So it's like, well, you know, I really want to play Jedi Survivor, so I guess I got to get a fucking PS Five. That is exactly what is going to shit. <laughs> Just took it right over. But if you ever get get the chance to play The Last of Us, like I'd highly recommend it. It is just an incredible game. So have you? Did you have you watched the show? No, it's on the queue. See, that's what I've been wondering about. Do I do I wait until I just started playing the game and then get to it? I don't think I'm going to be able to wait that long because everybody is talking about this film or this this series. Okay, I, I will say having played the game before the show came out, and I I just got done playing it again. Like I just beat it again like two days ago. <laughs> I was like, I got to play this game again. Uh, it's the show is incredible enough that if you don't play the game at all, you're you're going to love it. And when you go back and play the game and go back and watch the series, you're going to then fully appreciate just how perfect of a translation this has been oh. from video game to the screen. Dude, that's hard like, to do. Shot shot for shot. Like they they've recreated moments and, and beats and just it's it's perfect. It's the best video game translation I've ever seen. Wow. Anywhere. It's ridiculous. Like it's it's and as far as like being, you know, you think being like, oh fuck, another zombie show. It's everything The Walking Dead wanted to be, and it's only two episodes in. The wow. Last of Us is fucking ridiculously amazing. Yeah, I, I, we're gonna watch it. Yeah. So let me yeah. ask you this though. Yeah, you, know, you said okay, it's a great uh, transition and stuff like that. For sh- yeah. Does amazing. 
then you having said that, does it spoil one or the other? If I watch it, I guess, I guess it's, you know, six and one half dozen the other, right? If, if, if it's kind of translates back and forth, <laughs> what would you recommend you start with? Is it better to start with a game and then just kind of enjoy that story? Or would you say, yeah, you might spoil some stuff, something if you watch the show, but you're still going to have well, a good time playing the game. There's, there are differences to where, you know, they made changes here or there, but like, it's nothing to where like, you know, hardcore fans are like, well, this is the, in the game, like, and it sucks. Yeah. Like they made necessary, necessary story updates that didn't take away from anything in the game, but it only made it better in live action. Interesting. Cause there's a lot of terrible video game movies out there. I'll tell you, they, they don't do that very well, but no, I, this one's perfect. Like just, just the first like the whole first episode, basically, it, it's almost like I'm what I was watching someone else play, play the game. game. <laughs> yeah, I was like, "This is ridiculous! This is amazing!" Like, how they even do? Like, they're not going to do this. Like, oh my god, they did it! And it's like, it, it's so good. Oh man, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like glued to it. Like in my head, I have the perfect ending point for the fruit. Like I have, I have, I have a five season plan in my head <laughs> based on. <laughs> Based on the based on the based on the two games that uh, you know if they do it right you know they could probably get five seasons out of it and you know not not really uh, have to do filler episodes yeah. if they just kept it tight at like eight episodes per season. Depending on how successful this is, I mean you're definitely gonna. I mean just from the hype right now, I'm sure they're already like, yep, season two, let's go, green lit. Yeah, they added. They had like something. They added like a million viewers in between the first two episodes. Wow! Like it, they're just putting up. They're That's impressive. Ridiculous numbers right wow. now. Yeah. Whew. Yep, it's on my list. I'm watching it. Let's see what were their viewing figures. Um, episode two had uh, five point seven million. Man, that's a lot of viewers. Premiere episode had four point seven. Jesus Christ! Man. Oh my god! Yeah. yeah, it's so good. It's such a good show. More. Yeah, Pedro Pascal, man, he's just <laughs> that guy. One well, more thing for that guy is he's a, he's dance card. Yeah, yeah, and it's as far as the actual heart, like the you know the, the heart of the game. Basically, it's 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 the story of you know of the two main characters, like they're that these two like who come to to trust and love each other is like you know is like a parental you know child story relationship and it, at the heart of it like you know that's what all these kind of post-apocalyptic shows are like it's supposed to be about like you know about people and them still seeing the good in one another and kind of come together and to triumph over you know what obstacles are in front of them and that's something they captured so well in this series is that and it, it, it goes a lot too like the they involve the creative director from the game a lot in the series. So there's a lot of creative oversight where they're nailing so many things, but also the writing and the performances in this show alone, like with, with Bella Ramsey and Pedro Pascal, they have a really good chemistry together, even though like their characters basically just met, but you can tell like, because I'm familiar with the game, like I see how their relationship is setting up and man, it's, it's already like, I'm so emotionally invested already from it. It's, Oh, like I'm so emotionally invested in it. I'm positive HBO is going to cancel it in like a week. <laughs> yeah, just to spite you, just to fuck with me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. like I like it so much. You're like, it's gone. If, Get it if out you want to watch the rest of it, you got to pay us fifty dollars more a month. <laughs> yeah, basically. But you know, I'd be willing to do that. It's that good of a show. <laughs> <laughs> That's high praises. But you know, the, the problem with it though is that they have they have a good show, but I don't know if it's. It, 
where I'm running into the streaming service fatigue to where if you coordinate it accurately enough, you only have to have each streaming service for maybe two months a year. And you don't have yeah. to have each one for the whole year. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But every one of them's got their gems that they'll put out for you. And then, yeah, you got to right. wait. And then you're just going to kind of watch the movies that you've already seen a million times. But, oh, this is on this month. Right. We got the rights for this right. one. And here you go. You can watch Commando. Yeah. Well, but now we can watch Code of Silence. So look at That's us. right. Lucky, <laughs> lucky us. Yeah. But uh, so, yeah, that one comes out, uh, you know, new episodes of that one every week. So I hope they don't do a break of that one. But yeah, it's if you don't play the game before you watch the show, you're still going to really, really love the show. Okay, good. That's and and, 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 and I'm curious to see how you're going to like it if you watch the show first and then play the game. Because then when you're playing the game, you're going to be like, oh, my God, like, that's the thing. And you're going to. Yep. That's exactly it's really, what it's going to be. Really, thing in a whole new level of ah, man, I'm I'm jealous of this yeah. one. Like, I wish I could go back and unsee the show to do it. Again. Exactly, yeah. That's that's why I'm kind of excited now because you've, you've said all this. I was like, oh, because it's going to be either way I do it, it's going to make it a lot of fun knowing what I know for sure. So. Now, are you going to let it build up some more and try to avoid spoilers on it for the next couple of weeks, or are you just going to jump in? What I want to do is them to get through all those episodes so I can kind of just watch them back to back. Ooh, <laughs> but it's that's a lot of spoiler avoidance, I know. man. And I've done a good job so far. I haven't, like I said, I've never played the video game, so I can't get spoiled that way. I just don't want something out there on social media that pops up and says, "Oh, there you go." That's yeah. That's the worst part about it. Is like someone's going to post like a an out of context meme of some sort and be like, "What does that even mean?" Yeah. Just, that's it. Then you're going to be thinking about it, even though you don't want to think about it. Yeah. Nine episodes uh, and no break on this one. They're going full through. Good, good. Yeah. Mm. What an amazing series. Yeah, hands down, everybody. If you, if you don't want to watch The Barbarians, if, if you can, just go ahead and watch The Last of Us. <laughs> which it's I advise. Choice. Yeah, which I would highly recommend. Yeah. Uh, all right, man, let's get out of here. We have got a whole host load of shit to watch. Everybody, we'll talk to you guys later. Peace. Delicious.